This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. Hello, Jessica. Hello, Elsie. Well, <laughs> that was weird. Hello, Hi, Elsie. Hi, Hi. Oh my you? God, there's so many different voices. Voices from Jessica coming my way. Hello. La, la, la. Hello. La, la. So, we're going to really get to the nitty gritty here, which is what everybody's ramping to know about that we're going to be giving away, you know, the $50 gift certificate to amazon.com but we're not going to be announcing it till next week's episodes sadly because Mm -hmm. so you still have time to tweet um audio yeah hashtag on hashtag no no, dude they don't have time to tweet which is why this is airing february 22nd oh right we decided on friday yeah right it's wednesday it's so hard to talk in the past when i'm talking in the future i know i'm gonna get all my my Time-space continuum all messed up. I know, totally. So those of you who tweeted by last Friday are part of the contest, and we are going to be announcing it on She Podcasts next episode. So episode 86, you will find out. So those of you who tweeted out to us, hashtag audio on demanders unite, and you guys did such a great job. We've seen a few come in, and they always make me laugh. They're hilarious. So I can't wait to see who wins. So next week, just wanted to let you guys know. Right on. La, la, la. And again, through time, space, uh, continuum, you can still check out our webinar, which actually hasn't happened for us at this moment, but has already happened when you are listening (laughs) to this. So if you desire to check out uh, what that webinar is about, which is like the podcasting 101, plus we get into all kinds of other information in there. I think beyond 101, I would say. I would say a lot of people could benefit from it, even if you already have a podcast. Uh, it's going to yeah. be over at shepodcasts.com slash 101. Pretty easy. Shepodcast.com 101. 101. 101. I want to play that game tonight. <laughs> That's how you can remember. Yes. 101. You see that? That's good. <laughs> now you'll, that'll, yeah. that'll be in your brain. And a little shout out to uh, Mr. Rob Greenlee. For featuring Hi, our conversation for from episode, what was it, 83, I think, on his podcast. He has a podcast. It's called The Spreaker Live Show with Rob Greenlee. And it is live every Wednesday uh, evening. And he streams it via Spreaker because he is um, the director of content. Is that your title, Rob? I am so sorry if I got it wrong. Isn't but it? he works VP over at Podcaster Spreaker. Relations. Kind of like Podcaster, yeah, over at Spreaker. No, that's oh. the – oh, oh, Rob Greenlee. Rob Greenlee. Oh, my God. Rob Greenlee. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Rob Walsh, and I'm no, correcting dude. her on a totally different person. No, yeah. he. I don't know. Yes. I need to find out his title. Hold on. Spreaker. Uh, so anyway, that was really exciting and fun. But it w- what was really cool is that, well, it was kind of cool. Yeah. He chopped up <laughs> He chopped up. She podcasts 
our conversation that we had about that were the worst podcasting article ever. He chopped up our conversation about that and then he put it into his podcast and he commented on our comments. Head of podcast was- content. Sorry, go ahead. Head of podcast content. There we go. So then um, he so he commented on our comments, and that was really great. And what was really crazy is that it would have been awesome for us to comment on that last week, but because he put the show out Wednesday night and we had recorded right. Wednesday day, we couldn't really do that. So now we had to wait a whole entire week to say this. But I will put a link in the show notes so that you hear what Rob's take was on us. And he did all kinds of snippy, snippy, snippy things in there. He like he made me sound so much smarter than I actually am. So thanks, Rob. I know it was really no, cool. You know, and he, made, he and cut out it, all the funny stuff so that I sounded more intelligent, <laughs> which probably I should do myself. <laughs> Maybe it's a hint. <laughs> Here, Jessica, this is what you would sound like if you weren't such a clown. Well, no. And then, so what I sound like on those clips is. But I don't understand. That's not true. But I don't understand. I don't agree. Do you? I don't do, agree. Did you hear? No. Did you hear that though? I said that like. But I don't get it. That, that's what no. I sound like the entire time. But I no. Don't what you sound like? No. To me, it sounded like you were fighting the good fight, kind of. Like you didn't want to <laughs> by whining because to come. <laughs> you didn't want no. But isn't that what we're all doing? Really, is like yeah, that's we don't true. want us to come to their. To their rules and regulations, and, and we you whine. are resisting. But you I sound like you're resisting, know, which is what you should be doing. Still, though. But anyway, but thank you, Rob, for featuring us. We really appreciate yes. that. Um, Thanks, Rob, for making Elsie sound like a whiner. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean yes. So for no, so, you, the, the beauty of editing because we now know, right? Because it's like you could chop right. up people to sound all kinds of different ways. But anyway. La la la. So we have another portion of our. I'm trying to do segments now. I don't know if you guys are kind of. Telling. Oh, Elsie, before this. Oh, I didn't have a time. Before oh. this, we, we recorded. I wanted to do. You know what, John? If you hear me, I'd like to do a jingle. Jingles for these different snippets. Maybe you can help me with that because you're such a good editor. AudioEditingSolutions.com. But um, <laughs> I would like to do jingles for these portions. So if you want to leave this part in, maybe you could play the jingle now. <laughs> well, this, that is so funny. We're gonna. Well, I want to create. Or, okay, you can sing it with me, Elsie, and we could go. Elsie's tool tips. Well, that's not, terrible. That's like not that. the. That's not it yet. Well, this is the news p- portion. This is the oh, news portion um, of the show. So well, what, what should we say? Um, I don't know. In the it's in the news. This is when we should hear like do 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 Informed podcaster, podcasting <laughs> news. <laughs> yes. How's that? All right, that's, that's not fine. singing though. I have it's to not sing singing. some of it. Well, we can make those up anyway. The news you can use for the informed podcaster, podcasting news. Here we go. In the news, this is a pretty big one. It looks like Apple has now created a podcast submission portal. So no longer submitting your podcast into iTunes through iTunes. So you can check it out over at itunesconnect.apple.com. So originally, guys, uh, whenever you went into iTunes or whenever you were submitting, and when I'm talking submission, out podcast submission, I'm not talking about when you're publishing an episode to your podcast. This is for people who are publishing a new or want to launch uh, a new podcast and you have to put your RSS feed inside of 
iTunes, basically. And so if you're already in there, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you don't worry. This is only if you're deciding that you want to do another podcast above that. So anyway, what you used to do is you you had to actually have iTunes, the program, in your computer, which was a little bit of a pain because... No, it comes with every computer. Well, no, it doesn't because if it's a, if it's a PC, it doesn't come with it, does it? No, you have to download it. I think it. it does, but if not, yeah, you can download it. I, I'm so anyway, pretty sure the new ones do have it, though. But, but don't, don't for the most part, okay. though, you have to do it or you had to do it through iTunes. And then you tapped a little button inside of, of iTunes where it said submit your podcast. And then all of a sudden there was a screen within iTunes where you basically just put in your RSS feed. Well, now you are kind of, well, iTunes has just started to roll all this stuff out, right? So now you start to go to itunesconnect.apple.com. But if you go into iTunes and it says submit your podcast, then it automatically redirects to a web page that lands over at itunesconnect.apple.com. And you have to use your Apple ID for this. So you have to have an Apple ID for this. And what's interesting is that you can see if you have more than one podcast, you can, in quotes, manage them in many different ways inside of there. You can see all kinds of information within Apple's Connect now where it gives you a little bit more information above no information, which is basically what right. was there before, like zero. <laughs> you just sent right. it out and you were like, what's going on? At least now you can start to check some of that stuff. There are some neat features inside of Podcast Connect, which which is really like refresh your feed, make a quick change to a typo in an episode title, refresh your RSS feed, basically, you know, that kind of stuff. But please note, and this is something that Libsyn, actually Crystal from Libsyn Support, she put up an article over at the Libsyn blog where she explains uh, a little bit more in depth, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes to that, exactly what this is, what you can do, and what you cannot. So... Here's a really, really, really big important stop and something that she writes in there and I am relaying to you. Changing your feed URL inside of the Podcast Connect dashboard does not replace the need for the proper redirects and new feed URL tags. Without proper tags and other redirects, you will lose your subscribers, which means that if you are changing your feed, let's say you're moving from SoundCloud to Libsyn because SoundCloud seems to be headed to the pits. If you decide to change Ouch. that, <laughs> it doesn't mean that you can then just copy and paste your new feed and, ooh, yay, everything's fine and dandy. You still have to do a, a little bit more behind the scenes work in there. So we're not going to get into feed redirects right now. I'm just saying that there are some things that you do need to be more wary of. This is a great first step. And also, iTunes and the team at Apple is changing this a lot because it was just released on my birthday on February 6th is when they made this live in quotes, the portal live. And it's slowly being kind of tweaked and changed and the processes are changing over and over again. So you really, really do need to make sure that you stay up to date with that. Check out what you can do, what you can't do, and then check out that blog post as well. There's going to be other people that are going to be posting and have already posted tutorials out there, and they're going to have to redo them very soon because, like I said, it's still in the process of changing. But for those of you who are launching your podcast very soon, you have no other memory. <laughs> um, you know, if you've <laughs> never done it before. So this is pretty big. So please make sure that you check those iTunes uh, submission pages. Mm-hmm. And let's see, another bit of news. This was really interesting. This actually came across my radar just a couple of days ago. 
Yep, Mid-roll media named to Fast Company's 2016 Most Innovated Companies list. Yeah. How about that? It sure did. I mean, it's great. Right? I think it's cool that there's a podcasting company on the list. Absolutely. It's pretty far down on the list. Though. Yeah, but it doesn't. Even, yeah. even Box.com is ahead of it. <laughs> but like, it's Snapchat, <laughs> which is sad. But anyway, I think that it's cool. And like, I don't know. I just hope that. Wait a minute. Wait what? a minute. It what? says, well, so the link that you have, it yes. says for doing this. Okay. So like, for example, BuzzFeed for shaking up media, mid-roll media for transforming podcasting from passion to phenomenon. I'm pretty sure mid-roll didn't do that. What? By itself. Get out of town. Hold on. What exactly are they attributing to mid-roll? Because that, my, yes, they're innovative because they're doing some cool shit. Yeah, they are, but not. Wait a minute. It says, Okay. The company, blah, 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 has built an undisputed media empire wooing A-list podcasters like Mark Maron, Bill Simmons, Chris Hardwick. They're single-handedly diversifying those Squarespace and Naturebox ads you hear during your favorite shows, adding big brand advertisers like Chipotle, Heineken, and Prudential. They launched Howl, which is yeah, a subscription. The Howl, yeah, they're right, subscription but, stuff. But, yeah. fun, but they're not single-handedly doing no. I hate to say. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I think they're doing fantastic things in this space. Sorry I for like, those of you who don't like my language. But I know. I, I just, like their... I, I, what? I don't appreciate that. No, I don't either. I don't like that oh, they're... Oh, but wait what? a minute. In, in, in the, wait. In marketing and advertising section, though, it's in the top 10 for connecting podcasters to premium advertisers. Okay. Yes, that I agree with. Yeah. So if you go into the sectors section, there's all these different sections, Africa, architecture, automotive, design, education, ba-da-ba-da. It's number two under BuzzFeed. <laughs> ba-da-ba-da. It's number two under BuzzFeed, which I think is great. Yeah. Number two in marketing and advertising, number 40 overall. Don't get it twisted, though. They're not making anything a phenomenon. They're just riding the wave like the rest of us. Yes, they are. And so, I'm doing the same thing. But congrats, Midroll. I mean, Adam yes. Sachs has done a really great job. He's, you know, one of the things yeah. that I do love about Midroll is that they do have a podcast, The Wolf Den. And Adam Sachs, the CEO, is actually the host, which is great. With, with I mean, Lex, I love right? to hear the CEOs of companies getting behind the mic and being in touch with everybody <laughs> or, you know, yeah, through cool. time and space. That's really yeah. great. Um, I like their um, value system as a company as well. I really love hearing what they're doing in the space. So it's good for you guys. Good for you guys for being yeah. in that. And, and it's really nice to be recognized uh, in podcasting for anything, really, especially in fast companies, yeah. innovative fun companies. So good for you guys. Yay. I mean, they're on the world's most innovative companies for 2016. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The world's most. That's crazy. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. That's, yeah. that's good for them. So now we get to, a chance to do my jingle that we don't have. Jingle, jingle for Elsie. Elsie's podcasting. Tool time in the morning. In the no, morning. No, no, no. In the afternoon. Well, because it's like... Oh, my no, God. But didn't they used to have like a something, something in the morning? Was that like W... I don't know. Anyway, it I don't matter. remember um, what it we'll was. We'll figure it out. Jingle now. Jingle now. Think. Elsie's tool tips. Okay. So I have a new obsession. Of course, because I always do. And I always imagine all these Every wonderful week, ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. So this is called, it's called the Moby. And it's spelled M-O-V-I. <gasps> okay. That's funny because I have a similarly new obsession. But go ahead. You first. Okay. I didn't put mine so in the show notes. So. All right. So the Moby, I'm going to read you a little bit that's in the article from Mashable that I read. The Moby isn't just some fire and forget webcam. 
It's loaded with software that will let you play the role of director. First, put the camera where you want it, then launch the movie app in your iPhone, iOS for now only. The camera will automatically detect faces and motion in your scene and give you no less than five different shots to choose from at various degrees of zoom. It can do that thanks to the 150-degree lens and 4K sensor, but you can put your own spin on things with simple smartphone gestures, pinch to zoom, drag to pan, and tap to cut to another shot. You can save the video to your micro to, to your phone or a micro SD card. A 16 gigabyte card is included. Broadcast live or both. Okay, so this is another bonus thing because I'm going to discuss about this here in a second. The random bonus for this is that it can live broadcast too, and it, it mind you, it's part of live stream the service live stream, and it's nine dollars uh, for a monthly subscription for you to be able to live stream out of this little camera. So I saw the demos because I could not understand how it, all this worked. So I started to do a little bit of research. So it's this tiny little, it's actually a really small little camera. It's like a, the size of a can of food, right? Little tiny can. And it's kind of cute. And what's really cool is that you, you set it up and then you aim it. Let's say, let's say we're doing a panel, Jess. Let's say we were doing our presentation that we did for She Podcast at Podcast Movement last year. We would have put the, the Moby camera right smack in the middle of the hallway, right from the room that we were in. And Moby, right. that camera would have gotten a chance to kind of take a panorama of both of us, like as a whole, to set up the scene. But then at the same time, it's because it's built in in software and but if somebody was there too so you could either have somebody that's kind of directing it in quotes in the back grabbing the different shots or the software that's built into the camera can pick it up for you so what it does is then it will it would have gotten like the full shot for both of us and then it would have it, by itself at the same time gathered uh, a close up of me a close up of you and every time that we got together it would create like another shot of both of us together. If we walked away, it would split us up and it would just take all of these different angles so that whenever we went back and got all the footage, we had all kinds of ways to be able to just put together a really cool presentation without even using more than one camera, which is awesome. So really, it's kind of like a robot. It's kind of like a robot. and as It's it, like a camera robot. It's not even a camera because it's like thinking for you. <laughs> we're one step closer, people. We're one step closer. It totally we is. We really are. And it's really neat how it zeroes in on people's faces and people's bodies. And it really does it like in a how the rule of thirds. So like the shot is set up really wonderfully well. Like for me, I was thinking like this would have been perfect when I was doing yoga videos because I could put this camera out. I could do my yoga, like I could actually do the practice. And then the camera would take different shots of my body or it would, you know, possibly shift it and and change it and then see if something kind of cool came out of it. If you had somebody else that was there helping you, it would be so much easier because then you could really focus. Like if I say, talk, if I'm talking about the knee or our knees or something like that within uh, a yoga posture, it would actually zoom into the knee or I could have it zoom out. You are kidding me. No, I'm not. It would zoom into the knee if you said knee. No, I'm saying if I had somebody else there for oh. me so that I could have them, you know, just tap it instead of having to move the camera around. Because I remember I shot a video once where I got one of my students. I'm like, I need you to do this. Can you just just, just hold the camera and follow and like just hold the camera <laughs> and move around and get yeah, different yeah. angles, you know, and it's that would have been the best thing 
for me. I, and but let me tell you the price, which is not bad. At full full price, it's going to be three hundred and ninety nine dollars. I think it was. It's going to be fully released in April. But I believe right now you can get it for two hundred dollars pre sale, which is not bad. Dude, for, that's for, amazing price. For, yeah, for this kind of camera, I was really impressed. So. I will put a link in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Hey, you know, remember when we were talking about what we're doing at Podcast Movement, Jess? And then yeah, I thought, like, every like day when we talk about it, like, how cool would it be to have that camera? And then we could just set it up for our wherever it is that we're going to be. And then we could just, like, let it go and then have it. Let's try it. It would be kind of neato. Hey, and get, get, um, send us an email if anyone's listening that would like to sponsor that camera for us or sponsor our videos every video we take with it we would uh mention your business totally two hundred dollar pre-sale give send me an email or send us both an email info at shepodcast.com if you're interested in sponsoring that for us for two hundred dollars that would be amazing and then we could have a partnership yeah we could totally have a partnership and then anything that we do with that in podcast movement we would absolutely give you props for that because it's such a great price right now and it would help the community, really. Haha. <laughs> so info at she podcast. So from com. now on, every time we have a tool, we could just ask the audience to buy it for us. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you know just what, kidding. though, Jess, I mean, that shouldn't, I mean, I know that you're joking, but guess what? I am joking because I wouldn't want everything that you bring up, obviously. Right. But I mean, in this case, it would be really cool to have like a sponsored by before every show. Yeah. If, for, if we did shows. For podcast movement. Yeah, absolutely. But mind you, I got I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but Rob Walsh had his, you know, his iPad Pro was sponsored by his audience. He didn't ask for it. They literally just started sending him money so he could buy it. And especially because he started talking about it. Well, because his show is today in iOS and he covers products, Apple products. And then, oh, that's so nice. This is this has also happened for the Mac cast as well. Like, let's say the hosts are are you know because there's a lot of stuff that you don't want. Like, you know, I'm going to be buying getting a new like iPhone. The Apple Watch. I yeah. don't want that. I hope Rob doesn't either. Well, I think he has one. I think he bought one, but he wasn't going to buy an iPad Pro, I believe. And so his audience was like, "Well, we want you to like teach us about it." So, and they sent some money over. Isn't that neat? That's amazing. So yes, anyway, that's it's, amazing. it's not Wait. like that's really weird, but... No, it's not, but that would, but, but that's super cool. Well, in this case, if you'd like to sponsor the Movi camera, there will be a link in the show notes. And then also, you don't have to sponsor this. I just want to talk about it. I'm not trying to get you guys to buy me another thing, but... Um, or even really this thing, unless you feel, uh, you know, inspired. Okay, so I was on some Facebook group somewhere, and somebody posted a great p- selfie picture. And she said she took it with something called a diva ring, which is a mm. little close to the nuva ring, or even worse, the menstrual cup thing. Ooh. But anyway, it's called the diva ring light. And I want you to Google it because there's a bunch of these, but this particular one is the name of the company is actually Diva Ring. But when you Google, like a bunch of stuff comes up, but it's dvestore.com. And also they sell them on Amazon. So there's little ones and big ones, but I guess it's a ring light that you use when you're taking selfies. They have, so they have the rings and then they have like stands and it sounds like, oh, she's just talking about like video lighting, but I'm not. If you saw the pictures that came from these lights, oh, wow. they're unbelievable. And like I have studio lighting that I bought from Cowboy Studio and it makes me look like a scary ghost. <gasps> Whereas I have a feeling that this would be amazing. And then so you start by, I guess, getting the little one, which is like 200 
Right. And then somehow it does attach to your iPhone. Like there's a camera adapter attachment piece that you can buy. I wonder if it's the same thing I have where it's like camera to, I don't know what it is. I'd have to look that part up. This is a tear. This is like not even a good tool tip because I wasn't prepared, <laughs> but yours made me think of this. And so next time I'll, I mean, anyway, I couldn't have thought of it ahead of time. This thing is really cool. Okay. So here's one Diva Ring Light mini desk tripod okay that's not what you want you want the light actually and even if you don't have a tripod have someone hold it or maybe balance it on your books or something so that you when you're doing videos at your desk or anywhere another great thing about it is because it's a ring if you look right into it when you're taking a picture it makes a nice white ring in your eye oh cool. that's it's pretty cool anyway diva ring light Tell me if any of you guys have one. I'd love to know if you love it or what you think of it. And either way, check it out. Because if you're going to be making awesome videos with the Movi, you should have a bitchin' ass light to go with it. (laughs) You know? Why not have a great light that makes it look super awesome when you're doing it? I love it. That's really cute. This isn't something I would take to podcast movement. But, like, it is cool. It's kind of fun to have it in your pocket. Well, I mean, people... The person in there was just like, I can't wait to do periscopes now. And it's like, oh, because they would look nice. I know. Well, I look like I'm. Yeah. My area here is completely and utterly dark. Just the other day I was. Oh, my goodness. What was it? I was on a Skype call with a potential client. I was on a Skype call with a potential client and I'm sitting down and I'm thinking, you know, it's the first time I've ever been on Skype with this woman. And so I was like, okay, I, I didn't think she was going to turn on the camera. And then she turns on the camera and I'm like, holy crap. Great. And then I'm black. Yeah. I mean, Z- I'm I never black. look Zero. good on Skype. No light anywhere. So actually right now would be a good time because my desk is right in front of a window and I have some natural light coming in, but to come darkness time, I'm just screwed. I have yeah. terrible lighting in this room. It's hard. I mean, so anyway. it's good for working, but not for showing off okay so tool time is over tool time is over but still kind of keeping on the two tool times uh, information here i want to talk about boss talk really quickly who is our lovely sponsor um there's been a lot of questions that have arisen because it happens all the time within the she podcast group about people wanting to do on the go podcasting and what do i have to buy if i want to go record mobile blah 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 this and that and it's so funny because we have a free tutorial for you guys which and we're going to give a link in the show notes. So I'm going to put it in there. So in the She Podcast shop, which is over at ShePodcast.com slash shop, you can find a free tutorial of how to use Boss Jock, which Yay! includes all of the gear that you need, like all the stuff, the microphones, the connectors, and all, and, the, and all of the software that you might use in addition to Boss Jock to do all your editing inside of an iOS device. And then it also includes, if you happen to be a Libsyn user, it shows you exactly how to export your audio directly to your Libsyn account so that you don't even have to touch a computer and all of a sudden, boom, it's out or it's at the, on, in Libsyn for you to choose when to publish. Or it shows you exactly how to do it so that you don't even have to go inside the dashboard of Libsyn. You simply do a quick cast and boom, it's on your feed. So you guys are going to look at the show notes, which you can find from whatever device you're listening in. So if you're at a computer, you can go to the 
usually for ShePodcast.com, it's the latest episode that you'll see there under podcasts. But most of you guys are consuming in an iPhone or some other kind of Android device, smartphone thingy-majigger with some kind of pod uh, catcher that you're listening in. So inside of their most hyperlinks within each episode uh, on the show notes are there. So you're able to simply look at your phone, tap the notes section, whatever that might look like, and there's a link and you can tap straight through and it's free, which is awesome. Yay! Yay, there's that. All right. So are you ready for a big topic today, Miss Jess? I am always ready. I always know it. So this has been coming up a lot for me. As I've been doing a lot of research, this has just started to come up. And it's the topic of branded podcasts. Branded podcasts. And a little bit of uh, podcasting innovation that I'm going to throw in here. But I saw this article over at Neiman Lab, which um, there's a company called Pacific Content. And Pacific Content creates branded podcasts for large companies. Like that's their absolute niche. I believe they're a Canadian company. I may be a little bit wrong on that, but I believe they're a Canadian. So yeah, so they've been, one of their first clients that they had was Slack the app slash service for team communication. And that's who they started working with, with the Slack people. And then now they recently just helped Shopify launch their podcast, which I listened to today, actually, because I needed to kind of see what the concept is between them within that. But what's really interesting about Pacific Content, Steve Pratt, which is who is the director of content within Pacific Content, says, one thing all of Pacific Content's clients have in common, Pratt said, is that they understand this is something where you want to build a long-term relationship with people. It's not about short-term conversions or anything like that, but about having an amazing first experience with a brand. Mm -hmm. So um, to me, I feel that that's really, really important. And I feel that I'm glad that he said that because it seems like that's where there's been a lot of miscommunication between brands creating podcasts and also us as non... well little brands, I guess, creating content, is that there's an expectation of, hey, I just launched. I need to get more ears. I need to get more downloads. I need to, I need to, I I need it. And uh, podcasts don't really do that. Yeah, (laughs) they don't. But so there's so many ways that you can, you can do it though. Well, yeah, of course. But what I'm saying is that I like the fact that he brought this along and he's wanting to work with companies that are willing to put in the time to understand what that market is. And do you want to explain what, because I think you did this in the past episode, Jess, but maybe you kind of want to go into what a branded podcast is versus a podcast with ads. Okay. So this might help. I And I, I, gosh, I hope I'm not wrong about this. I believe that the origination of the soap opera was, can, was branded content. The origination, is that a word? Yeah. So, Okay. Basically, what happened was that in the 1920s, the radio industry desperately wanted advertisers to help increase station ratings. Executives managed to convince businesses to sponsor radio shows. To do this, they needed the programming to appeal to the main consumers of household goods. Since most wives and mothers stayed at home at the time, female homeworkers fit the bill. Thus, the daytime serial was born. It didn't take long for radio Serial, not C-E-R, but S, like Serial, the podcast. Serial programming. 
Um, it didn't take long for radio networks to get in on the deal. Procter and Gamble's Oxidol soap powder sponsored and produced the radio shows known as soap operas. That's nice. So all that goofy crap that you see on there, Guiding Light, One Life to Live, The Young and the Restless, they were made by the soap companies. Mm-hmm. That, my loves, is branded content. So basically what it is is audience-centric, not product-related, interesting to the target audience, sponsored by, produced, and possibly mentioned product or company so like for example uh let's think of a brand that we know has a specific target audience that has for decades pepsi right the choice of a new generation if there was a millennial anything radio show podcast television show it was all like a millennial like either a soap opera or a comedy if they only use like 20 or 10 you know like maybe 15 to 25 year old actors with those type of stories their language their whatever maybe once in a while they're drinking a pepsi maybe not either way that would be completely branded conduct if pepsi company either hired this company or elsie because they wouldn't go wrong with her <laughs> pacific content to to create a show that's just for their audience paying just to have it produced by them that's really branded content so like a lot of times people thought that it's different than product placement like Seinfeld had a lot of product placement basically Snapple or Pepperidge Farm or you know different companies would pay to have Jerry reach into the cabinet and drink a Snapple or a clearly Canadian or whatever the hell we were drinking back then Um, because I saw Lane drink a few clearly Canadians and I I was super excited but uh, and I always like product placement because I always look for it like on Big Bang Theory I'm always watching they always blur out one letter on a Coke can or a Sprite or whatever like because they are not getting paid to have those products on there but you can't not have something on the counter you know it just doesn't look right right but yeah branded content is not that it's when it's when the company itself is producing the content but it's still going to be interesting and audience related and we don't really know how much branded content there really is out there for all we know a lot of those networks are being produced by i mean gosh wouldn't it be smart if like lifetime movies were produced by like kleenex brand like it, they're specifically making movies that make people cry, so they'll go out and buy Kleenex. Right. <laughs> like, they would be marketing geniuses if they came up with that. Or, like, what if Pimp My Ride was actually, like, created by a motor oil company or a paint company or a whatever? I mean, there's one thing to advertise on shows that are being created by networks. It's another thing to create your own show. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I mean, so that's really what it is. They're creating their own shows to sort of make people want or need their product. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What I love about what this article that we were discussing too, and the way that he places it and the way that he really keys in on the things that you were talking about, it's the whole business model is that the companies, and this is what he's pitching. And this is sort of, I do believe this, this is part of what I believe as well, that companies or AKA us, right? We could Mm -hmm. remove companies need to become the media companies themselves, make things that people like and build their own audiences. So what's really lovely about the Shopify episode, I think they, as of now, they had just released one. I think that they're going to be doing two a month, I believe. Mm-hmm. Was really great. It, it, all of these are storytelling type podcasts. So these are highly produced podcasts. Uh, in terms of production value and content, I give them 
I give them a thumbs up. Thumbs up? I give them a thumbs up <laughs> in the way that they put the content together. They're crafting a story. They're very focused on like the Shopify. And I'm going to come back to that because I never explained what the Shopify podcast was about. But it really is a, a stories uh, about entrepreneurs. But it actually is multi-layered. So it's not like anything that you you have heard already. They really go deep into like they had a story of this one guy who whose sole dream was to become a professional criminal and he ended up in jail. He really wanted to become a professional, you know, criminal. And anyway, he ended up in jail. He lost his family and then he figured out, you know, maybe that's not a good idea. And he decided to start to work on being an online entrepreneur. And he's now uh, managing a multimillion dollar business because he started uh, like a shop you know, thing. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, right. you know, not criminally based. So that was really interesting to hear that story. And it's from him. And then they had a portion of a book. And then so they had little bits and pieces within it that was really lovely. I guess the only my only complaint that I have about that is that I heard these stories and I connected with the stories and with the transitions and they had narrators within it. Like there was a female narrator, I think, and there was also a male narrator who actually opened the show and they sound really pleasing. They sound very likable, but I have Mm -hmm. no idea who they are. Mm -hmm. So they there was never like, you know how it's Elsie and Jess here. We know that it's us. We, we drive the show. We are personalities. And I totally understand that that's what makes it us. But for them, they don't have anybody, at least as far as I know, the content that was seen inside of Shopify for me is that the content is really inspiring, but there's no person, no brand advocate, no front-facing person that is the voice of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I do feel that that's a, that's a necessary something. Although you can't have like your superstar person, you know, not everybody has a, a Haven and, and Tracy from another round. Not, not everybody has that. Right. Of course not. So you can't really put your workers up in front of everybody and start talking because they might totally suck. <laughs> right? I mean, well, right. BuzzFeed is lucky because they probably have a thousand creative and interesting people there. Exactly. But like, I mean, you can do it for commercials, but not for content. A lot of times you're going to have to hire people. Right. But what it. I'm saying is that I didn't, when I heard that, I thought when I first started listening to it, it's called T-G-I-M from Shop- Shopify playing with, you know, T, how do you say it? Thank God it's Friday. T-G-I-F. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is thank God it's Monday because it's kind of switching Clever. things around, right? Because you yeah, really want to work. Yeah. And so Mark McDonald is the guy who's in charge of all the content at Shopify. In the article that I read about it, I thought, oh, he's going to be the guy, right? Because I heard a male mm-hmm. voice and he was really likable. But there's not one time is not one time do you hear this is X from XYZ. You don't know who it is. It's just a voice. And it's great because they really focus on the story and they really drive the content. It's beautiful. They have a very simple opener that talks about Shopify and they have a very simple closer that talks about Shopify. Like really simple, very inobtrusive, very well produced that goes right along with the content of the episode as well. But I still didn't connect with a specific person. I connected with the stories of the entrepreneurs that they talked about. I thought that was lovely. So yeah. I'm interested in, in how to, to do that. Because I guess if you outsource your work to somebody else to create for you, for a brand company, then they have to come up with all the talent. They have to come up with the, you know, the well, transition I'm sure the they stories. would put like a team on it maybe. Yeah, to maybe to get to gather the content, but in terms of production, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, why can't they name who the people were that they were 
the narrators. Anyway, that was my only concern. Well, like I'm trying to think like how Subaru makes their commercials. Like there's people that work on it on the Subaru side and they work with the agency. Yeah, but they don't have a podcast. No, but I mean, they have. No, I know. But I'm just saying like it's still both parties creating the content. Yes. It's still the company explaining what they want, how they want it to feel, who they're targeting, what the content is, what the catchphrase is. And then if the agency could come back with ideas based around the goals and around the feel and the brand guidelines and stuff, then great. If not, you know, I guess you find another agency. I don't know. But the agency has to pitch and then I mean, right. I'm sure it's the same thing. We would, you know, we I'm saying we because I want to do this sort of job. But right. like we would have to pitch the company the ideas based on what we already know about their marketing goals. And then hopefully they go along with it. And then, yeah, it would be our job to produce it. You're right. They have producers at Pacific Content. Absolutely. And I know that they've hired that out, too. And that's great to execute, which is fantastic. And I guess that could be a question that I'm posing out as in the industry and are creating this type of content. Again, I guess the only thing that I was missing is I connected with the stories again, but I didn't really connect with human beings or personalities inside of Shopify that I could say, hey, this is Mark from Shopify. Like it was the voices that are very nice and very beautiful. I mean, they're really great and and likable voices that they have going on in there, but I don't know if those people work at Shopify. They don't. They like, work I don't on Voices.com right. because I saw the auditions for this in there. They mm-hmm. hired voice actors. Yeah, and they did a really great job. And and that's mm-hmm. fantastic. That's great. And maybe that works. And maybe that's another way of doing it where it's like, it's just... You don't like a, that idea? I'm not sure I like it because, again, I wanted to, like, who do I respond to? Good job, Shopify. Shopify. Yeah. Right? Why not? So it's Shopify the entity. I'm just questioning is all. That's one way to do it. I would also like to hear stories specifically from the company, you know, that are from the people that are working there a la BuzzFeed. Because I really enjoy... Well, no, no, no. A la BuzzFeed, meaning BuzzFeed people are inside that are driving the conversation within this new podcast. I know, but you know, that's a different kind of company. You can hear the voices of BuzzFeed because those people are all writers and content creators. They don't do that at Shopify. That's why they need produced content for them. Like BuzzFeed is producing their whole thing themselves. They would never need a company like Pacific Content. Right. They can they can all it's do it true. themselves and they have and they have their own opinions and their own things to say. Whereas like Shopify, they need like kind of like the GE, the message. Like th- there's nobody that works at GE that's like poised and ready to be like a podcast star. No, I get it. But see, there's different ways to do it, too, because like the Glamour po- podcast that we talked about in the past as well doesn't have a voice. It only has, it has nothing. That's branded content. It really, you know, Glamour is a magazine and it's just a story and you, and and you are highlighting the guest, which is great. That's awesome. Um, The Lipson thing. It's kind of like saying you want Procter and Gamble to like show their own lives on the soap opera rather than hiring. It's not, it's not actually that. It's just that I want to know who, I want to know who these narrator, like I wanted to know more, like who is this narrator that started the show? Like I connected. Right. But then, so hi, I'm Mark, the actor. Like I wanted to connect with that guy because he was so oh. great. And then, so we don't really get to know him now. He's just the voiceover guy. That's all. That's somewhere. All. Are there credits anywhere where they can take credit for the... I don't know. I'm just saying as a listener, I thought who is... I kept thinking like, who is that guy? Is he the... Let's see. Is he the one that created this? Like it. I just kept thinking that in my head while this was going on. 
I just kept thinking, who, who is that? It, does he work at Shopify? Like, I couldn't get over it. Whereas when it's something like the Glamour <laughs> podcast, I know that the person that's telling the story is the person that's telling the story, but there's nobody narrating. There's nobody telling the story for them. Hmm. That's all I was saying. And I, I'm done, but it's not that it's wrong or right. I'm just saying. But anyway, let's talk uh, really quickly about what um, Mark. Well, now I'm curious. Well, now it, it, yeah. yeah. So now Mark McDonald said, why did Shopify decide to launch a podcast? When it, he said, when it comes to content, historically, we've focused on written content and are best known for our e-commerce blog, which gets about a million monthly readers. And they do. They write some great articles on that blog. But we'd be foolish to ignore the rise of podcasting. In a lot of ways, audio makes more sense than text for a lot of people. It's the most portable content format. You can listen in the car, commute, gym, walking the dog, or it goes wherever you go. And many people just prefer audio as a learning format. But really, I just think it provides a rich way to tell amazing stories. And I'm really excited that we're jumping in with both feet this year. So, um, and then they had a question. Does Shopify consider itself to be a media company, which I thought was interesting. And he said, we really consider ourselves an entrepreneurship company, but no question, media plays a big role in that. And I think that all smart companies should be considering themselves media companies these days. We'd much rather be the content than the advertising. Well, that's a very interesting statement. Mm Mm-hmm. See that? And so in that mode, in that mode Mm -hmm. is why I come back again to having a brand ambassador that is front facing for your company or more than one, because I do believe that there's something that happens when you have that key person, when you're watching something like entertainment tonight, when you're watching the news, when you're watching, you know, even Geico commercials and things like that, there is a human being, uh, not a human, well, not with Geico, but you can see that there are there is that brand ambassador who is front facing that is also bringing this stuff out, and then you connect with that, and you connect with that person, and you expect to hear their voice, and you make connections and relationships with that. So, in right. the ilk, by considering yourself media companies, maybe there should also be another industry for hiring like talent talent that's going to represent you, you know, because that's what happens. It's like the face of L'Oreal, right? Like there's always, they always go after the actors or even if it's not a real, uh, an actor, so to speak, the models would get it. There's people like UA, is it called UA? The, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? The clothing company for athletes. Yeah. Yeah, UA clothing. Yeah. So they have a lot of ambassadors also that, and they do a lot of stuff in uh, Instagram and they really do put them out front and they're the people that you look for to present the clothing. Mm -hmm. And I really dig, I kind of dig that because then I say like, oh, like I found out, I really fell in love with UA because of their ambassadors. I follow a lot of their ambassadors and I love who they are in the health space and they just have a new pair, like they just like put out leg warmers, which are my, I love leg warmers. Like I love, 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 love them. I'm so obsessed with them. And they just put out a whole new thing of leg warmers. And I'm like, oh my God, the UA leg warmers are so under armor, under armor. I love them. So, and I only would find out because of their brand ambassadors because I love them. Right, right. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I, I, I think it's effective. The podcast that Shopify has started, I think it's beautifully well done. I think it's going to do great. But I think it needs a layer of personality in there. Somebody that anchors, people anchors in some way. I mean, I get wanting to 
dig deeper into the people who are who are giving you the content but the part i'm getting stuck on is why you want to hear their like true stories versus not true stories because that's not what brand, branded content is i'm not that's not what i said i said i just want to hear them like the person be the host be the host they don't have to share about themselves they just have to be part of the shopify team Shopify okay. team member, like Zappos. Zappos does a great job of highlighting the people that work for them for all their videos. Well, and Kellogg's with the cereal commercials. Exactly. But that's not... But what I'm saying is like when they're showing the shoes and Zapp- Zappos, those are people that work for them, right? But they're not telling their life stories. Yeah, they, true. They're just showing the shoe. So I'm not true. saying I want the host to be like, I work at Shopify and this is my story. No, I just want to have Mark or whoever... Or, you know, be a staple entity inside of the podcast. It could have been easy for somebody to say, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so, the host of Shopify, period. That's mm-hmm. cool. Well, that's a human being that I can then know who this person is. It's, it's this Shopify Mark guy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I'm saying. I don't want them to reveal or, or be part of the content even. It's their narrators. I just want them to be part of the company as a host, the host right. of this podcast. That's it. I got it. Got it. Makes that sense to all. me. That is all. So anyway, that that's me on my high horse and <laughs> that was that was it. <laughs> well, la di da. Well, la di da. I don't know if we have anything else to do today because we have to get ready for our podcast your pants off. Uh, yes. Thing. We do. Yeah. And yep. uh, So, that. yep, we're getting ready for our P101 webinar right now. If you, again, want to hear it, did you miss it? It will be a free course at shepodcast.com forward slash 101. And we're going to try an experiment today where I'm just going to give you, besides that one, one call to action. Please follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash shepodcasts. I would like to grow our Twitter. I want to connect with you on Twitter. Elsie and I both use the Twitter (laughs) and uh, we want to see one there. So twitter.com at she or forward slash or at shepodcasts. Yes, at Look us podcasts. Up. Hook us we up. We want to talk to you on there. Thank you so much. Shout out. And then Thank stay you. tuned for next week because we are coming up with uh, the winner of 50 books. That's right. And also, um, I'll be in Florida. Oh, my gosh. You are. That's like Florida. That's so profits. important for us to talk about. Yeah, we're going to be there next week in Tampa talking about sponsorships and advertising. Yeah, you guys need to show up if you don't see Jess. And then if you do see her, take a picture, post it up, and we'll retweet you. Yeah, podfest.us. I'm really excited. Hopefully I'll get to see a bunch of you there. So check it out. And thanks again to Audio Editing Solutions and Boss Jock. Yes. For sponsoring us. Yay. Thank you so much. Bye. Have a good one. Love Love you. you. Mean it. (laughs) 